The schedules are out, which means everyone has takes on what teams like the Packers are going to do this season, but they're missing something critical. We dive into that today. Plus, we have some thoughts on the schedule. All of that on today's show. Caught by Watson. You are locked on Packers. He's got great speed. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Christian Watson down the sideline. Locked on podcast now. And he will score. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. And today's episode brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So when the schedule comes out, what happens is there is a rush for every person in the media, every fan on Twitter, anyone with a platform anywhere to go through it game by game and say, okay, these are the games I think they're going to win. These are the games that I think they're going to lose. And we're not going to do that. Um, And I, mostly because so much can happen between now and then. I I have a couple futures bets that I've that I've made, but they have nothing to do with the schedule. Like, I think the Packers are going to go over seven and a half wins. Thanks for our friends at FanDuel. But it has nothing to do with the schedule. I think the Bears are going to go under seven and a half wins. It has nothing to do with the schedule. I think the Lions are going to go under nine and a half wins. It has nothing to do with the schedule. Doesn't mean we're not going to talk about the schedule at all. I just, I, I don't think it's that important, generally speaking. Now. We'll go into some of the details in it, why I think it is more favorable for the Packers than maybe some other teams, why it's more favorable this year than it was last year for a number of different reasons. We're going to get into all of that. But before we do that, there is a couple things that I think people are missing about the Packers this season. And it's actually it's actually one thing that affects a number of different parts of this season, this roster, and and this team. And that is everything that they were best at last year is still what they're going to be best at this year. It remains intact. What do I mean by that? Well, I think everyone has gotten so lost in the Aaron Rodgers of it all and the Jordan love of it all, that they've missed some things. Like that the Packers were a top 10 passing defense by DVOA last year without Rashawn Gary for half the season, without Eric Stokes for half the season, with Darnell Savage getting benched, then his backup getting benched and having to go back to Darnell Savage a rookie playing on the edge for Rashawn Gary and guys like Dean Lowry, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, 
having their worst seasons. Devondre Campbell regression. And Jair Alexander is still on this team. Kenny Clark is still on this team. Russell Douglas is still on this team. Devondre Campbell. Quay Walker in year two. Devontae Wyatt getting all of the Dean Lowry snaps. Now you add in guys like Kobe Wooden and Carl Brooks. And you deepen this rotation with TJ Slayton. You add Lucas Van Ness, who can play three-tech. He can play five-tech. He can play on the edge. He's going to play everywhere. You heard Eddie McGilvra in our Rookie Orientation Series talk about this guy can play everywhere. Let him do everything. Let him learn all the things because he can help you everywhere. Yes, the run defense was a problem last year, but go back and point to the game where they lost because they couldn't stop the other team from running the ball. It really doesn't exist. There is no game where Dalvin Cook has four touchdowns and basically single-handedly beats you. There was no um, catastrophic 49ers NFC Championship level game. Now, the closest, and I think you can make the case, the one time that it did was the Eagles game. But a lot of that was QB scrambles. Jalen Hurts ate them up with his legs in that game on non-designed runs, on improvisational runs. And Jalen Hurts, he tore up everyone last year. Justin Fields got them with some big runs, but they beat the Bears twice. So, yes, the run defense needs to get better. That's a focus for them. They're at, you know, the, the tackling, according to Kenny Clark, is something that they're focusing on. The run defense is something they're focusing on. The, the things that made this passing defense good last year are going to be back and potentially better because you have Kingsley Enigbari in year two. You add Lucas Van Ness. You're going to get Rashawn Gary back at some point, some version of Rashawn Gary. You're going to get Eric Stokes back at some point. This cornerback room is really good. Darnell Savage is the same guy from last year, hopefully a little bit more motivated. It sounds like they're tailoring the defense more to get him in a position to succeed. Not that it's going to, you know, I don't think they're going to go out of their way to match him up on, you know, opposing wide receiver ones. You don't really do that with a safety anyway, but I think it means more robber coverage, more opportunities for him to be near the line of scrimmage making plays. And yes, you lose Adrian Amos. Um, James Wiggins is getting his number, so he's probably done, right? They signed Jonathan Owens, Mr. Simone Biles, who started last year for the Texans at safety. They have Tavares Moore at safety, Rudy Ford. They've got a lot of guys. We don't really know what any of them can give them, but again, Adrian Amos was bad last year. We talked about this last week. This passing defense, not only can they be good again, they should be even better. That was a strength of this team offensively. The offensive line was a strength last year after they made the transition. Early in the year, it was a problem when they had to start Royce Newman out of position. They had to start Jake Hansen. Then they went to Elton Jenkins out of position. David Bakhtiari in and out of the lineup. You have got a rookie who's playing guard and then tackle and Zach Tom. But once you found your five with Nyman playing right tackle, JRJ going to right guard, David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins on the left side and Josh Myers at center. That group was really good until week 18. And I think Josh Nyman, yes, he had his struggles in that game against Aiden Hutchinson and James Houston, some really good guys. But then Zach Tom gets in there and plays well. It should be even better this year. Elton Jenkins is going to be, what, six, eight more months recovered. He's going to have the whole season of getting back into shape getting back his body back into form. 
the offseason to recover and now just prepare for the season. Same thing with David Bakhtiari. Zach Tom in year two. The offensive line is going to be a strength on this team. And then the run game. This was a top five run game all year. DVOA, EPA per play. Pick a stat. Even with the issues that the passing game had, they did not keep teams honest. Teams were able to play single high safety against this Packers team for a large portion of the year because of the receiver injuries and because the, the, the quarterback play and all of those things. So they were still able to run successfully, efficiently. There's not going to be the issues of, oh, we're trying to get James or Aaron Jones more, more carries, but just it didn't, it didn't work out that way. No, if they want to get Aaron Jones more carries, he's going to get more carries. He's one of the best running backs in the league. Last year, his efficiency, top three in any metric you want to use, especially in yards creation. He created yards that weren't just blocked up. He created them for this offense. And so then that that is going to bring us to the inevitable point where you say, yes, Peter, but Aaron Rodgers is gone now. And to that, I will say, yes, that is indeed true. But as I've said many times, Quarterback play was part of the issue last year. The reporting out of the Jets trade is that the Jets believe that was mostly due to the thumb injury. I guess they didn't see the second half of the season when the thumb was mostly healed. Now, yes, he had a rib injury, but the last three, four, five games, he basically made it seem like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. He got hurt in that Eagles game. That's week 10. So this was this was a situation for the Packers where the offense didn't really get going because Aaron Rodgers started playing awesome. That's just like, that's just not what happened. And I, I think that there is that misconception, including around the league, clearly, right? Um, sorry, the Eagles game was week 12. But then there was the, the Bears game and then the bye. And by then, by the time they came back from the bye, Rodgers himself said, no, the thumb's healed. The thumb is healed. And they won games, but it wasn't because Aaron Rodgers was awesome. No. Christian Watson broke out in week 10. From week 10 through the rest of the season, the Packers' offense was fifth in EPA per play. And they were sixth offensively in DVOA from week 10 on. If you look at yards per route run, from week 10 to week 18, Christian Watson, 3.07 yards per route run. What does that mean, really? Tyreek Hill led the league last year in yards per route run. Led the league. 3.07 yards per route run. Christian Watson produced like a, no doubt, number one receiver on a per route run basis. Played 80% of snaps in six of those games. Now, remember, he's dealing with some injuries over the course of that season and that stretch of season. He, to me, was the biggest difference because look at the Rodgers numbers. They're not that different. The Watson numbers are what changed. The impact he had being able to stretch the teams vertically. If you look at man coverage rate, it spikes just before week 10. 
And then the Cowboys think that they can play this team in man. And Rodgers has his best game of the year. Christian Watson has three touchdowns. And, and that's just more evidence to me. The best Aaron Rodgers game of the season is the game where Christian Watson was dominant. That's not a coincidence. Christian Watson. And he, Aaron Rodgers even admitted. He was asked several times during that stretch, what has been the biggest difference for this offense? He said Christian Watson. So, and I know that you can say, well, he's supposed to say that. Well, yeah, there's a lot of things he's supposed to say that he doesn't. So, I don't think it's just taken for granted that he would have said it. He said it. So, I understand there is this question of what is it going to look like, Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. But all the things that were great about last year's team, I mean, the things that they were really, really good at, the best thing the offense did was throw the ball to Christian Watson. Christian Watson's around. The other really good thing, the, the thing that they were elite at on offense, run the ball. Offensive line should be better. Running back room is still going to be awesome. And what was the only thing they were good at on defense? Stopping opposing passers. They should be better at that this year. And then on special teams, okay, Mason Crosby, we don't know what the situation is at kicker. His wife on Twitter intimated that it's over, it's done. I understand that. But the best thing they did last year was not Mason Crosby, special teams wise. It was return kicks. Keyshawn Nixon. Yeah, I'm thinking he's back. So the 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 not just the bar, but the things that this team did well last year. They're set up to do just as well or better this year because the things that were driving those key components are all back or are back and improved. All right, we're going to talk about the schedule a little bit, but before we do that, let's talk about our friends at FanDuel. Make a break for FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I mentioned this earlier. I have the Packers over at seven and a half. I have, I have the Jets under nine and a half. Just because I'm petty like that. I have the Lions under nine and a half. Think about that. Should the Lions and the Jets really have the same over? I mean, should they really? And I have the Bears under. Because going, there. this is talk about MVP stuff. If you want to light money on fire, bet Justin Fields to an MVP. You want to absolutely fritter it away. Bet Justin Fields to an MVP. I'm just saying. Uh, and there's no better place to do that. And in this case, to not do that. Don't bet Justin Fields for an MVP. Bet all the action at America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel official sports betting partner of the NBA. We've got a great week of shows for you this week on Locked on Packers. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. Every dayers. We've got our rookie orientation series on Tucker Craft, his offensive coordinator at South Dakota State, joins us on the show this week. Jermichael Finley comes back to talk about the Aaron Rodgers playoff game that started it all, the classic shootout with the Arizona Cardinals. And then Jason Hirschhorn, America's guest, on the show to go through his UDFA perspective. Some really interesting players to talk about there. All of that coming up this week on the Locked on Packers podcast. So 
there's some interesting parts of the schedule. I, I flagged it last week. The rest advantage. The rest advantage does not look like it's going to be a problem for the Packers this year the way that it was last year. Um, essentially a net neutral rest advantage. They're going to have some, some games where they've got um, a short week into a team playing off regular rest. They get to play the Chiefs, for example, after having played on Thanksgiving. So they get this um, mini buy. Is that going to be enough to mm, beat the Chiefs? Yeah, probably not. But it's nice not to have to deal with a rest disadvantage. Now, the, the one of the interesting quirks, I guess, is the early buy, early-ish, week six. Some people are annoyed by this. If the Packers, I thought, were going to push for NFC contender status, I think it would be a little annoying, though I think it is overrated because the Packers desperately needed their bye week three weeks earlier than they got it last year. Like maybe more, maybe four or five weeks. Like they they really needed to take their bye after the London game. And I think their whole season changes if they had done that. Because their their clocks were off, then they had these this crazy stretch of games where they're either traveling or they're playing on short rest or they're playing a team that that has a rest advantage over them. All of these things added up. It's like in the NBA when you just you can point to the games on the schedule. That's a schedule lost. Okay, we're on the second night of a back-to-back or it is three games and four nights and the other team is coming off three days rest. Like you're just going to lose those games more often than not. Like probably by by a wide margin, you're more likely to lose those games. So Late in the season, we've seen a, a, a market advantage for teams with rest advantages, and it builds up over time. The reason I like the early buy for the Packers this year is because this team is so young. It is going to be an early opportunity to reset with them and say, look, here is a week to just reset. Let's let's um, rest. Get your mind off everything because for some of these young players, guys like Jaden Reed and Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft and, and um, Lucas Van Ness, it's going to be a lot because they're going to be relied upon. Dontavian Wicks, these guys are going to be part of this team. Even, even some of the you know second-year players. They're going to put more on Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs' plate. Jordan Love, first year as a starter. Like There's going to be a lot that is asked of these guys. And if you get that early buy, now it allows you as a coaching staff to go back and take an early look. Okay, what is really working here? What can they really handle right now? What is actually the best way forward for this team? And I think that's really useful. Because, you know, look, on week 12 buy, if you're pushing for the NFC Championship, is is very useful because you're going to have fresh legs going into the playoffs. This is already a young team. You don't have to worry about fresh legs the same sort of way. Like you don't have to worry about Aaron Rodgers' legs in in week 17 this year. You don't have to worry about Mercedes Lewis's body breaking down or anything like that. Not that you had to really worry, but it's just less of a consideration when you've got a bunch of 24-year-olds and 25-year-olds on your team than when you're relying on guys like Randall Cobb and, and even to a lesser extent, David Bakhtiari. It's just different. So I I like the early buy in this case. And then the quarterback schedule. Uh, our America's guest, Jason Hirschhorn, pointed this out. 
that the Packers don't face an established all-pro quarterback until December. Until December. Unless Russell Wilson gets in a time machine. And he's only, I think he was a second-year all-pro in 2019. So not even a a bonafide all-pro. Now, Justin Herbert, they play in week 11. But that's like, you know, late November. The early schedule sets up really well, especially for a defense, as I mentioned, that should be really good against the pass. And I went back and I looked at last year's quarterback tiers. And that's something that Mike Sando does, friend of the show, on, on The Athletic, where he he talks to people around the league. Okay, where are you? how are you putting these guys and what tiers are they, uh, do they belong? The only tier one quarterbacks they play all season are the aforementioned Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. That's it. That's it. Now, those are not easy games. But, you know, some some home cooking is nice. And that helps. Now, tier two, Stafford, who is dealing with a baseball injury. We don't know if he can even throw the ball. Wilson, who I guarantee you when this list comes out in a couple weeks or whenever it is, probably July, that there will be, if, if he's still in tier two, he will be at the bottom and he will have received far fewer tier two votes and probably no tier one votes. And Derek Carr, who I also am certain will be in tier three. So you can make the case that they will face no tier two quarterbacks depending on how this list shakes out. Now, tier three, Kirk Cousins, who you get twice. Jared Goff, who you get twice. Baker Mayfield, who probably winds up in tier four, tier five when the new list comes out. Jimmy G, who you may or may not even play, who knows, with that guy. If not, Jared Stidham or, or whoever is in there at quarterback for the Raiders. Tier four is Fields twice. Maybe he moves up a little. I doubt it. And I think the league is just as dubious as I am of, of Justin Fields, but maybe we'll see. Daniel Jones in tier four. Maybe he goes up to tier three, but I also think the league is lower on him than, than maybe the Giants contract. And then you have Desmond Ritter, who was not ranked last year. Who's a first-time starter. Kenny Pickett, who was a rookie, so he didn't get ranked. And then you have another rookie, this year rookie, Bryce Young. That's not a difficult group of quarterbacks. Now, they lost twice to the Lions last year with Jared Goff, but the defense played really well against Jared Goff. Aaron Rodgers had one of the worst games I've ever seen him play in Detroit. Some of the most inexplicable interceptions and throws. And then the last one, week 18, he just didn't play well either. They split with Kirk Cousins. That really didn't have anything to do with Aaron Rodgers. They swept Justin Fields. The Bucs are bad. Atlanta, I have, not, I have no, no idea what to expect from Atlanta. Kenny Pickett, I think the Steelers are going to be tough, but the Panthers, they should be better than the Panthers. Bryce Young, have you, have, I don't know if you guys have been seeing the videos out of Carolina camp. Oh my God, he's tiny. I mean, I knew he was small. And everyone's going, oh, he played in the SEC. Yeah, so did Johnny Manziel. But at a certain point, it's just different. It's just different. I'm fascinated to see how that goes this year. But the schedule really does set up nicely for the Packers. Now, again, 
I I liked them over seven and a half, irrespective of the schedule. I think they are somewhere between an eight to 10 win team. If they get some luck and some health, they could get to 11. I, I really believe that because I think this defense and run game with the offensive line is enough. I, I believe in Matt LaFleur. I believe in the structure of this team. Our pal Eric Eager, formerly of Pro Football Focus, now works at, um, uh, oh, I'm going to forget the name of it, but it's a, an analytic sports group. Sorry, Eric. Um, and Sumer Sports is the uh, is the company I was, I was thinking about that Eric Eager works at. Um, he said, you know, look, their institutional ability, the Packers as an institution are being undervalued. And that's true. It's true. It's a good front office. It's a good offensive coaching staff. I have some misgivings about the defensive coaching staff. And it's a pretty good roster. Like against an average schedule, which I think this is. And remember I mentioned they have among the, the least amount of miles to travel on their schedule. They do not have any rest disadvantage issues to speak of. They do not play an elite quarterback schedule. This is set up for them to surprise a lot of people, and I think that is exactly what they are going to do. All right. Um, thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Every dayers, we've got a great week of shows for you this week. Rookie Orientation Series on Tucker Craft. We've got Jermichael Finley on our first Aaron Rodgers Remembrance Series. Big moments in Aaron Rodgers' career coming up. We got to get a name for this. We don't have a name for it yet. Mm. Send me a name if you can think of a name. Um, and I'll, I'll continue to work on this. I haven't, I hadn't thought about that, but we probably need a name for it. Probably, probably needs a name. We have rookie orientation. I like the rookie orientation name. We got to come up with one for the Aaron Rodgers series. And then Jason Hershorn joins the show, uh, as well. So a great week, a loaded week of shows. Thanks to everyone uh, who has been along with the ride on the ride with us. Um, we're still waiting. Thanks to everyone who's reached out. Still waiting on uh, baby number two in this house. Um, and so that's why I have a lot of content that I know is coming this week because I knew I had to plan ahead and make sure that we had stuff because I could be headed to the hospital at any moment. So, um, all that stuff is coming up. If news breaks, I, I may or may not be able to get to it immediately. And if I don't, it's because I'm at the hospital. So just understand that that's the situation we're going into this week. All right. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, you can do that on our Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.